this derasha is going to be l'chvod, Rabbi Shmamar Yohai, special occasion. We don't have much time, but we'll do what we can in these few minutes to pass on the message, the holy message of tomorrow night's great, wonderful night, Lagba Omer, tomorrow night, Bazat Hashem, coming up that holy night. The holy night of Gal Anay Vabita revealed, Lamed Gimel is 33, the same letters as Gal, Gal means to reveal, to open up, which Rabbi revealed the great secrets, the greatest secrets of Torah, the Zohar Kadosh, the great Adara was revealed on that great day. And we know that that day is, if Amisrael on the calendar, as a day of Yeshua, a day of salvation for Amisrael, all walks of life, any part of the world. I'll just start off with a story that we've said that his mother and father had no children many years. Yohai and his wife Sarah had no children many years. And they were crying and praying for the children. One Rosh Hashanah, they both have a dream. And the dream they see this giant man walking in this beautiful orchard in the field with beautiful trees and has this giant bucket on the shoulder and is watering all the trees. This giant man. And then there's this small little teeny, teeny little growing tree. And he pulls out a little flask of liquid and he pours it on the tree, the little tree, and the tree became a giant tree. And the, I think it says Yohai, the father was leaning on that tree in the beginning, whatever it was. And he says, and then and that, the next morning, they got up and they both were, they were happy, they, were, they understood they're gonna have children. There was a message, but they had one question, why did the giant man water all the trees with this big bucket on his shoulder, whereas he watered the small little t- teeny tree, the tiny tree, he watered it with a little flask of liquid. And they said, let's go to Rabbi Akiva, who was the leading sage at the time probably, which eventually became the rabbi of their the son, Rishon. And they looked at Rabbi Akiva and asked him what was, was, his, was his dream talking about. So they came to Rabbi Akiva and he said, it means you're going to have a child and he's going to bright up the world as the tree also in the, sprouted forth tremendously in the, in the dream, represent, representing that that, 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 that that sun is going to be a light of the world. And this that he uses a flask that was, instead of the great jug of water, that was a representation of the tears of Sarah that she cried all those years, and that's the power that he, with that he watered that little tiny growing tree, and that's the power that put into the sun, to become so great in the world. He was born, a great light came to the world, and we know the rest became history, he became the giant, giant Tanai, became one of the great students of Rakiva. His colleagues were Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, all the famous rabbis, the, after Rabbi Akiva's students passed away, when he went down south and he got new students, these were the new students from Maria Hai, Meir, Balanes, Yehuda, Yosei, Azar, all these great rabbis. However, Rishon Maria Hai was Zuchir special, had merit special to give out the Torah of swords, the secret Torah, the parts of Torah secret, as the rabbis tell us, that Moshe Rabbeinu 
is part of the Shema came back into Bishmon Yohai and gave out the hidden parts of Torah. Bishmon had that zikhut that through him came the Torah Tassod. And the Gemara tells us that Bishmon Yohai said that he told one to hold the son after being in the cave so many years, 13 years in the cave, the famous story, he had to run away. Romans wanted to kill him. So you see the Gemara on Shabbat 33, as the Gemara talks about why he wanted to kill him. Because they were talking together, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yeshua were talking about the Romans. One said, look what they made, they made beautiful bridges, they made roads, beautiful things. Rabbi Yosef kept quiet, Rabbi Yehuda said on their behalf very nice things. Rabbi Yishmael says, no, that's all scam, they did it for themselves, they take, take more taxes and whatever. He said, he said against the Romans, he said the way really he felt it was. The Romans found out about it, they wanted to kill him. So he had to run away. He ran away to Ramdarash first. He said, no, they might find him. They might torture the ladies and reveal where they are. So they went to, the, to, to, to that cave. And they were there 12 years again, another year, 13 years. And how they came out, the different versions. And the other, he came and stood by the, by the, going to Bavli, and Shabbat Lamed Giman. And stood by the, by the doorway of the, the opening of the, of the, Cave and he said, Who's going to tell Bar Yohai from Bar Yohai that the decree has been finished, the Caesar died? They saw this hunter hunting down these birds and they captured some of them and some he didn't. And Bar Yohai said that he heard a bat call, a voice. Every bird that was being hunted down, he heard whether it's going to be saved or it's going to die. And he says to himself, and when it was announced that the birds were going to be saved, it was saved no matter what. When announced he'd be killed, it was killed. And he says, to son, what should we be afraid for? We're in the hands of Hashem. Everything is Hashem anyway. And that's how they got out. Well, the first year they came out, whatever they looked, just burned everything up. Whatever they just learned, looked, they just burned everything. The eyes just burned everything when they looked. The second they came back, when the voice came out and says, go, go back to the cave, it's showing the world. They were so holy on the level that they did. They, done, done, they went to the trenches, they, done, they took off their clothing and, and they stared in, in, in sand and earth up to the, to, to the next, whatever, and learned Torah all day long, except for praying time, they would go into Tefillah. Tefillah needs special clothing. Talk to Hashem. Anyway, the, after they came out and they were even a higher level, and wherever it be the Azad, his son, would look and would go in flames because they would, they would upset people just working in the fields. Well, don't do that. So Bishwan looked at it and he took the flame out. Then it was a very high level. And time went on, he became the great leader of Abisail, Bishmar Yohai. And we know that on that great day, Vlad Ba'omir, he revealed many secrets. The Zohar says that he said that this day is in my possession. The sun is not going to go down until I finish what I have to say this day. Hashem gave me that right. Who has such a greatness? There was no rainbow in his time because the world did not need it. He was protecting, protecting the world. The rainbow means that Hashem is angry at the world, wants to destroy the world, but he promised, he swore not to bring a flood. So he put the rainbow as a sign, but in his time there was no, there was no rainbow. And his greatness protected the entire generation. Miracle worker in his lifetime, and after he passed away, the Zohar says how the bed was lifted, lifted in the air when he finished saying what he had to say, he passed away on that great day. Some say he didn't pass away, some say it's just a day, it's all a question, your side, but 
any opinions holds the best around like Malmir. And the bed picked up and they moved to Meron where it should be we should be buried. Shamayim wanted to be buried in Meron. Heaven wanted to be buried in there was a whole fight where to bury him, some wanted somewhere else. But it ended up he ended up in Meron where, where today he's people going to session tomorrow night, tomorrow. And people have to know that this giant, this great soul, wherever you are in the world, you can pray on his behalf. Which means, I mean, if I say the wrong word, you, you pray in his merit. The Orahim Kadosh, 300 years ago, Ibrahim Atar, who was the Mashiach of his generation, his student says that. When he got to the mountain, he got off the donkey and he walked on four and he started to scream and cry. It says in, in, in his students, um, his student wrote exactly what, what, what took place. He writes the whole was the, uh, the testimony what took place with him, and he says he was crying. He says like a behemah, and he was saying, "Who am I? Me ani? Who am I? I feel like I feel such a low creature to come, lavo." To a place of fiery fire. That the entire heavenly Pamalia means everybody. All the Yeshivot, all the Malachim, everything is coming, is on that mountain. How can I come and get there? The whole mountain is on four. Which means that. They're all there tomorrow night on that mountain. They're all there. That the world was created for him, it says. By the way, that song, it says, by just singing that song, you know what's flying the song? It's all Kabbalah, that song. The song is 10 Sfirot. But just singing that song, if you want to sing it every Shabbat, it brings the He'arat of Neshama person, it lightens your Neshama. That song, Sigulat that song, to sing all the time. And it says in that song that the words that Hashem said in the beginning creation of the world, Adam, let us make man, was said for him. He is the one that's enough to make the world just for him. And we see generations of rabbis would all go there to Meron. And the Menagin, they'll make fires and burn. And if someone would be upset at the whole time, there was a rabbi, I saw a story. He said, what is this? He's throwing clothing, throwing clothing and burning the stuff. What is that? Don't waste the money, but Hashim. Go instead and, and give money to the poor. And they, they told, this is, there's a few stories like this. I'm telling you one story of some different rabbi. And it says, that he came to him in a dream and then he told him, he told this rabbi, it's too late already, he has to pass, to pass away because he told us, you took, my, you took my simha away. People do unhappiness, I'm happy with that. Why stop eating the simha? And the next, the next day he came and said, no, everybody, do the manhag. It's good. It didn't help. It was too late. He wants to see simha that day. Why? Because the simha, he gave out Secrets of Hashem's Torah, it's a tremendous happy time that we need the Zohar so Mashiach comes. What brings the Mashiach? It says the Zohar's greatness and the revelation is going to bring the Mashiach closer. The Zohar itself says this. The Torah of Sod is what brings Mashiach closer. And he's very happy and he wants us to be happy that day. 
That's why it's a big party. It's a very happy day. <clears throat> and there's dancing. It says people who didn't see the dancing in Iran didn't ever saw in their lives. They said this hundreds of years ago. You didn't see what Misimha in your life. There's a story here that one time they, they sold it. They, they sold it. They used to bid off the lighting. Now the rabbis do it now. They had do it now. But, so one time this, this, was, this man came from Hotzad. It's maybe 100, 100 years ago. 100 years ago. And he bid off for 10,000 golden. 10,000 golden. He bought the, the lighting. And it was so, the pushing was so much, it was so packed that by mistake, during the dancing, someone pushed and he fell off the balcony and he, and he broke his legs. And no one, he was screaming and no one could see him, they just dancing, they all on top, they couldn't see him. Almost died. And someone caught him and saw him, and his whole feet, the guy can't move. They, they dragged him to a side room over there. And the guy says, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go get a doctor, the nearest town. So he went and got the wagon, the, the horse and wagon, whatever it is, and they went. Meanwhile, this old one telling you that's all testimony. Meanwhile, who walks into his room? Mario Hai walks into the room and says, You bought it for my honor. You have to be well. And he touched his feet, and the guy came back in to the back of the dance. How did they find out? Because the guy came back an hour later with the doctor, finally. He goes to the room, he got that deal, what happened to the guy? He didn't see him. Oh no, who knows? He goes, something in the circle. He said, I dancing in the circle, I was dancing in the circle. So what happened? He says, I'll tell you what happened when I came to me. Tell me what I just told you. Tap me on. He just touched my two legs and said, get back in the ring, let's go. And <laughs> dancing in the place. There's stories like this all over the place. I have a book here in front of me. I have two books in front of me. They have crazy things going on. Crazy stories going on. It's ridiculous. In 1923, there's a document story in Tamim and Agim from, this, from that Sefer, Magoliot Sefer, that it, was, it came out on a Friday, like this year. Anyway, so one lady came, there's a Sigunah person, has no kids, they, 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 they pray, I'll, I'll, if you give me, a, if I get a kid, I'll call him Shimon. One guy, by the way, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, someone told me, he said, he has three kids. So the first year he called his kid Shimon. He promised him, he wasn't doing it. He wants more kids. So he said, I'll call the next one Bar. So another kid, he called him Bar. And the next one he called Yohai. He has three kids, Shimon, Bar, Yohai, three boys. True story. It works. So either they say that, or they say that they'll bring him at three years old, they'll bring him at three years old to cut the hair by the grave. I know someone who also did that, said that they're going to bring the kids to the grave, but they didn't do it. They forgot. So something happened. And later on in life, that person passed away like Ba'amir, and the kids go every year because of that person, that the parent, they go, they go to the high also, because the same day. <laughs> Which means it works out that they got, she get, what, she, what she promised, she's fulfilling every year. <laughs> Amazing. Without knowing. But, so, so this lady promised to bring her only kid, only child, and give him the haircut by the grave. She did it. Came Friday and she did it. She gave him one. They were very happy. They had music. They were dancing. Anyway, the next morning Shabbat, people stayed. It was a Shabbat. There was no cause. They, you know, they had to go all horse, horse and buggy. So people stayed for Shabbat. So in the morning, before Musaf, the kid dropped dead. They saw him cholera. Cholera was like the, 
that sickness though, they don't, 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 don't cure this. Hit the kid, got all green, just dropped it. And the place turned into a crying house. The, the doctors were there, the soldiers, the British soldiers were there, and they, they said, what's that's cholera, it's very catchy. They locked the doors, they barred everything, guys who were out, in out, kids were outside, we were screaming in and out, parents, fire, kids, ah. they ran, ran to the mountains, it was, it, was, it was very catchy, it was crazy. And I saw the kid, green, dead, and the mother was like crying away, she said, oh, oh, you're what am I going to do, how can I go back, empty handed. I, I promised and I bought, I fulfilled my promise, I said I came and I did the whole thing, I gave him the haircut of here, and how can we go back now with empty handed, only, only son. She's crying. People just, they're, they're crying away from her. She broke the hearts of people. And then in the middle she said, Tzadik, show that you have such power, Shamayim. I, I, I bring this kid, I want to have this kid back. Please, Tzadik. So the Hakam told her, put the kid in the room on the side. Put him in the room, close the door. They closed the door. Three minutes later, this all oh, I want this news. There's people today, maybe still later, saw this thing happen. It's over 100 because it's maybe it's, it's, he reads down the sefer. He says he says in that book he writes he says I I don't write stories in this book that's not for stories in this book but I'm, this is enough to say over he says. And he says, three minutes later they hear the guys kids is calling. They went inside he's crying he says what's the he's on he's on he's on the street and, he's, and he says I'm thirsty I want to do something. They brought him out and and they opened up and the doctors came and said yeah he's alive I think. They opened all the gates and they said, Baruch Hashem and Hayam They said the Hashem's name on the spot. They saw resurrection of the dead in their eyes. This took place in 1923. There are stories here, I, there's not enough time, but there are stories here that are just as wild as you can imagine. There's, you can't imagine. There's things here that you have to understand one thing. Tomorrow night, whether you go into the cavern, whether in America or England, wherever you are in this world, you make sure to read something for his name. So read some Zohar or Patahaliyahu, has him in there also. Pekehavot has Mishnah, Pekehavot has Mishnah, from him over there from Mishnah, one to Mishnahot. Something, say Tehillim in his name. And, and ask requests wherever you are. Light a candle or join, or join a bonfire or light a candle in the house. And pray! And beg Hashem Mishchut in the merit of this great Tzaddik, Mishmari You should have Yeshua. I just today heard from somebody in Yeshiva today here, Rabbi Lenzen, who was involved in that story. I read this week in Rabbi Benjamin's Kuntaras, about the lady having happened last year, Tashim Peh. He was involved in the story, he said. The lady needed a transplant, liver transplant. After 15 years, she was just, it was almost, she couldn't know what it said, she needed it. And, but there was a regular line. If they had one even. So they went to pray. Some people pray on Shabbat in Meron. They made a minyan, they say, oh, then they prayed, prayed. And then suddenly, a day later, a guy died in a crash in America somewhere. And he had to deliver. Now, I can't say very long, but it has to be done right away, this operation. But the problem was, there was two going before on the list. So they called the first guy. They didn't answer the phone. They can't get him. Can't find the guy. So the second guy they called, they got him. Come down right now. They came to the hospital. He comes and he sees that they're preparing the room. Terrible equipment there and machinery. 
And the guy was like so scared, he says he doesn't want to do it. He backed off. He left. So and he signed. I signed out. So Dr. Brown says, "Well, listen, who's the next one? Anyone? Yes, some Jewish lady." So he called the rabbi. Now they were answering the phone in Shabbat because the family only saw Manhattan. So they called. They called the rabbi from Bar Park, and the rabbi calls the family, and some kid comes and he picks up. Says, "Come right now. The hospital right there. Have it." She got on the thing there, they went to the hospital. Two days later, she finished her recovery already. And they, they didn't find out about it. The ones who did pray for her found out about it. Only after, when she's already in recovery, how it worked out already. These things are wild. These are wild what's going on. So we have to know, you have to pray. And you could also pray and say, please pray on my behalf. To Hashem. Not that he should give you something. Either you pray, Hashem, the murderer Sadiq. Or you say, Tzaddik, pray for us, for this and this and this, and don't be stingy. You'll see miracles. Wherever you are, you see miracles. You do what you can do, Rabotai, and pray tomorrow night and the whole Friday. And don't be stingy with your words and ask for everything. Torah, Yerat Shemaim, you do to good, good, good character, health and wealth, and Hadut and Shalom and peace, and Mashiach, of course, and King David's. Dynasty come back, and a bit of a to come back, and all the good things to come back with Hashem, which we said to Shmaya. And be Zochet all the good, Amen. Amen.